Hello. 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 What up? What's up? What's up? How's it going, fellas? It's going well. It's going well. Nice. Yeah, not too bad. Blade Runner. Uh, Final Cut. Blade. Um, Blade. Blade. Fuck. Alright, so Ryan accidentally watched the porno version. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Wait, we weren't supposed to watch that version? Ryan? Oh. oh my. <laughs> you mean Harrison Ford wasn't supposed to take on two guys at once? <laughs> what the? There you go. What the? <laughs> yeah, you guys missed out. Watch the best version of the film. Damn, yeah. <laughs> watch the real one. But the final cut, we all watch the final cut version. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this was my second time watching it. I don't even remember. It was, yeah, it, yeah, okay, yeah. Blech. Um, it was the final cut. I think I watched both times. Um, what even is the difference? I guess I could have just looked it up, but. Uh, the main, the main difference is. Like, expert. <laughs> I haven't actually looked this up in a while, but like, I'm. It's a major I difference. I in... my expert compliment. <laughs> yeah, take off the expert there, you know. Uh, no, but, You're um... an amateur, just like the rest of us commoners. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, Continue the ending Square. of the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. The, the real difference is like in the ending, uh, in the original cut or whatever, they made him have like a good ending or something where it's just like a shot of like the green hills and there's like a narration over it and it's just kind of dumb that's stupid wow. like it it was just stock yeah. footage from the shining too which is funny oh really wait yeah did you say stock footage from the shining yeah what the fuck that's funny yeah it was super weird and then there's a few other differences I forget what they are yeah but i'm sure there are i mean you know um yeah that's definitely like you know, we did kind of complain about like an hour and a half about when a director cut goes too far, but um, with the Snyder cut episode. Oh yeah. But um, I, I definitely I like this kind of director cut more. Yeah. Um, yeah. From what I well, from what you're saying, this uh, this ending was pretty good. Compared yeah. This, to, is, yeah. this is much better. This is... No, and this ending also ties in more to the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely. from what you're describing of the original ending, it doesn't seem like that ties into the sequel. And you know, shocker, spoilers, you know, cover uh, your ears, kids. We're doing the sequel uh, next uh, week or whatever, the, whenever the fuck we feel like. I don't know. We're, we just get paid. We don't have any sense of urgency. Yeah, um, we're just guys. If you could pay us, podcast. then maybe we'd care. But clearly, we don't. <laughs> Where's our money? Pay up. Yeah. Come on, fuckers. Pay up. All right. So, thoughts on the film, guys. Uh, what, what do you guys think? First one. Uh, I like really 2049 good. more. Um, but I me too, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I really like this. I, I I hear you hear every now and then, like, oh, movies from, like, the 80s and the 90s, like, the, the effects are so cheesy. Fucker, you've never seen Blade Runner. 
this yeah, dude, movie this is has so aged good looking. so well. It yeah. looks in the so vibe, good. just like the the, I the love city. The, yeah, the, the atmosphere. I love the, the cyber- yeah. Not in a sense that you know it didn't come with you know a fully um, fledged movie and much for it to work, but in the sense yeah, like right? I love yeah, this kind of yeah. I love I bought that game full price. It's one of my biggest yeah, regrets. I, that's the funniest thing because I was literally I was thinking like, man, this is what Cyberpunk should have been like. That's like what watching I, the I had Bustling the same City. uh feeling when I was watching the film Dread, if you've ever seen that. Oh, oh yeah. I actually I know uh, that movie. Dread is so fucking good. Yeah. But yeah, it like, Dread is just kinda it almost feels like a modern Blade Runner just with like less of okay. some androids. Because it has a very gritty, grungy cyberpunk yeah. aesthetic well, that I really enjoy, and you really don't see in a lot of films. It's really well, and, unique. Yeah. And a major connection here too is in Dread, they talk about the world's irradiated or whatever, and like mm-hmm. twenty-seven, the on the radio and stuff. They're talking about how the world, like the rest of it's kind of screwed up, like yeah. wars happen and stuff. So it's super mm-hmm. similar in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, the, the cyberpunk aesthetic in this is really cool. Um, yeah. It, it, it gives the movie, it's like, I, honestly, like Dread is the only other film I can think of besides, you know, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 that has like a world like this. Um, it's a crazy has, world. like a similar aesthetic. It really is. But at the same time, it, it does this perfect job of kind of blending fantasy and reality um, yeah and it does a great job yeah exactly yeah it's more of because they're kind of two types of science fiction you have like your soft science fiction with like stuff like star wars which is essentially space wizards fighting with laser swords yeah and then you have you know your more um your hard sci-fi which is your more grounded um you know science fiction like the martian and interstellar yeah, um, things that are very much based in our understanding of reality and how things work, and this kind of feels more like uh, the the latter. Yeah, I could regard. definitely see in the future like AI, Android, rep- like replicant kind of deal, and flying mm-hmm. cars and all that. So yeah, it it does feel very like real and grounded, like you guys are saying. Yeah, and this but movie too. Yeah, the villain. I I oh yeah, the villain's great. But I oh, want to yeah. say the cinematography and the shots in this film are unreal. Oh, but I, when, I, when I was twenty forty nine. No, I'm 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 excited. Yeah, for for the audience, I haven't seen that film yet, but yeah. I'm definitely yeah, I'm very excited to watch it finally. Yeah, if you like how this but movie looks, the 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 soundtrack or the oh, score man. for this film just Great carries score. it. Yeah, I I the 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 really score. Does. And the aesthetic and the cinematography all blend so well to give that just mystifying sci-fi feeling. Exactly. Very, on like very a, well on, done. On the technical and audiovisual level, this film is so just amazing. The entire film is really good. No, um, yeah. And I will yeah. get to my like kind of I, I have minor gripes with it. Um, mm. But no, I really do. Yeah, everything we've been saying uh, that you, that you just said, Ryan, the the sound, how it visually presents its cinematography, it does a great job at kind of um, 
just really boosting this already um, solid uh, kind of detective noir story. Because that's really what you need when you have a uh, a story and characters like this yeah. you know it's it's kind of by by the numbers you know we've seen detective stories before yeah. and, and i'm not trying to say that like blade runner has a generic story it actually has a fairly good narrative but to stand out from the crowd you need something yeah, you that's have. really going yeah you got to have something uh, you know star wars is essentially you know a western film but it boosts itself by having the world of star wars and Blade Runner, you know, it's just a detective film, but set in the world of Blade Runner. Absolutely, and yeah, I, I dude, I, the uh, the color, the coloring too, is what really set it oh, apart. Oh, how moody it is too! It's mm-hmm. just really like how moody these movies the, are. The heavy blues and the yeah. deep reds. It gives such this feeling of industrialization while also kind of having this like poor, downtrodden. Feel oh yeah, to it. like. Look how high we've risen, but also how low we stayed. Well, and how they keep mentioning Mars, and how like mm-hmm. Mars is the escape from this this horrible, desolate yeah. wasteland of Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, the world building in this is great. Well, yeah, yeah, no, like, and I love the details that they have. Like, they have the Atari. Well, okay, later in twenty twenty nine, but like. They have like the Atari buildings and stuff like that, and just like the massive amounts of consumerism, and just like everything oh, yeah, the co- is about the Coca-Cola. that. Yeah, yeah and it, it works so well here because this is a world kind of taken over by you know consumerism and yeah. um, you know kind of big corporations, and it works. It kind of gives it that aesthetic that we're gushing over. Um, yeah, and man, I don't know. I just love this movie. The, the sound. Real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, why is it like predominantly Chinese? Like, why? Oh, I think that's just a guess... part of cyberpunk. Like the cyberpunk aesthetic is it that of, like a major the, Asian influence. Like, well, even now, like you know, as at the time of this, at at the time of this recording, you know, the Chinese are an incredibly um, technological like powerhouse of a country. Yeah. And also, you know, we're talking yeah. about consumerism, like so many of even like American, oh, like, yeah. um, like so. You, so the idea of that, like, in a world feeding off consumerism, it would make sense that kind of China has the upper hand here. Okay. Yeah, and how yeah. they've manipulated, like, they're in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure they're in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Yeah, and just like yeah, the outreach that it had, and just like, I don't know, like. Yeah, just like the the two cultures in a way, uh, like the American I, I, I can, Asian. I can, yeah, I can see that now. the The fact that a lot of civilization seems to have moved away to Mars, I can definitely see kind of like a cultural takeover of a lot of places exactly. that may have lost. Yeah. The U.S. is going to be superior in its kind of space exploration technology. So when all like a lot of that uh, American um, kind of uh, culture and influence. yeah exactly when that kind of western influence and population when they're gone you know something's going to fill in the space and so what's kind of the next powerhouse after the u.s china so yeah china yeah. comes in and says you know hey los angeles we're gonna make you look really cool okay. yeah we're gonna make you look that that makes a lot more All sense right. I, I was just confused with like the the chinese everywhere and the singing and i was like what the yeah. what's going mm-hmm. on <laughs> 
Well, like, you see that even in, like, Cyberpunk 2077 and, like, any mm-hmm. Cyberpunk kind of stuff. Like, yeah, this that, aesthetic that... is fully embraced. Yeah. I think that's probably, this is probably, like, what set the precedent for that kind of, uh, yeah. aesthetic. Or, oh, this yeah. this is also based any, off of any the pers- yeah. Well, you, it, uh, why kind of. do androids dream of uh, yeah. electric sheep, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Um, and that kind of ties into the idea of what was mentioned earlier is the villain, which I, I've always kind of thought is probably one of, you know, we've already gushed over the world, but probably kind of the heart of this film is the villain. No, yeah, because he's like, or yeah, if we're talking, yeah, the villain, Rucker Howard, um, mm-hmm. he just like, he's so good in this movie. I mean, you really feel yeah. for the androids. Like, they only live for a few years and they're slaves to the human population. And, like, exactly, so of yeah. course they're going to fight back. Like, they're tired of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and. And you get to learn this with um, w- w- with Decker, you know? You, yeah. You, you get to, like, because he kind of begins this with a very black and white yeah, view, you know? I'm, I'm no, done yeah, with this shit. Yeah. I know what everything is. But then, you know, it kind of opens his eyes of, like, okay, I don't know all about the world that I thought I did. When he gets this beating, yeah, just... and then and then he gets saved, too, at that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, oh, yeah. like... At he, first, he doesn't... Yeah. when I saw, when, when he saved him, I, at first, my initial thought was, why? Like, I didn't really understand the point, but when I thought about it some more, it kind of made sense that Roy was teaching, almost teaching Decker what, it, what, what it's like for him to live. Mm-hmm that he is like as human as he can get by saving another human life in a way. Exactly. Oh, that's even better. Presents. To show the empathy and caring yeah. enough to save someone's life is to show that you do have a soul. Yeah. He's sending Deckard off with this idea. Mm-hmm. They're not just mindless robots. robot would just let him die. Yeah. But, but this isn't what this is. This is a machine side. with a soul. Yeah. 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 Damn. All right, that made this movie way better than I thought. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, the, exactly. I feel like he's the heart he's of so... the film, honestly. Yeah. yeah. yeah especially I, I, like the third <laughs> act when it really goes into kind of their conflict, when they're directly kind of um, interacting with each other. You yeah. get such a good sense of the depth and scale, both between their relationship. Deckard's view on the world and kind of how the world and how um, how replicants then view the world and themselves. And like, I love how Blade Runner 2049 not shit on this movie at all. Like it compl- it just like expanded upon it. I don't know. I just love that. Like I, it, yeah, I can't wait perfect to, sequel. To, to, uh, to get to that one. It, it really is a perfect sequel. <laughs> I think it's, it's like it's <laughs> yeah. No, but um yeah, I mean, God, this movie is just, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, the cinematography, love, I, the opening is so crazy with the guy in the room and he's doing mm-hmm. the- Oh, the, yeah, that- The, what's the, the test called again? Bit, right? Oh, yeah. I forget what the test yeah, is called. Interview. But yeah, I don't remember what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a great scene. It perfectly sets the tone. And that is a good job of kind of like, you assume that we're in possible, you know, like just like the regular world but then like towards the end it subverts your expectations and say you know it's like the world you know but there's a little thing that's different yeah i love the uh, sound design for that scene as well where he slowly like snaps mm-hmm. 
and, they, and it gets real bassy oh, yeah. and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel the mood of like, oh, this guy's not normal. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I just feel like everything's done right in this movie. Uh, just for just about. Well, um, I don't know about. Uh, a few right, things. Really, really, no, I said really, just about because <laughs> I was like, I was like, not everything is right in this movie. For right. sure. I think the the biggest gripe for me yeah, is the pacing. Right? <laughs> yeah, the pacing is slow. The, the pace, well, it's it's slow and like weird in some points where I, it feels almost rushed. I don't know. I feel like that maybe the runtime could have been a little longer, but I, I don't, this is also the final cut, so yeah, I mean, hard I to say like, what the original yeah. was like. The gripes are kind of a product of its time in a way with this movie. True. Like, That's like, definitely going to be one of my gripes because yeah. my biggest one is Harris, how kind of Deckard treats Rachel. Um, oh yeah, he treats her it was really it was really rapey. I was like, whoa, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it he, it very much reminded me because I recently watched um, a rewatch Empire Strikes Back. Harrison Ford is a a really creepy guy in his romantic <laughs> leads because in, in this he's super forceful to Rachel in no, Empire yeah, Strikes facts. Back. He essentially keeps pinning Leia to the wall, saying, "Come on, you know you love me." And then yeah. in Indiana Jones, the facts, yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, when she was a child. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's a yikes. That's <laughs> honestly my biggest gripe with this movie. And Cody, you know, it, it very much is like a product of the time yeah. because you know cultural norms and what we find acceptable. You know, they're different now. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Ryan, you put it well. It, it's it's rapey. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's, it's yeah, uncomfortable it's definitely to watch. I like yeah. I like the part where he's like. Uh, tell me to kiss you or something. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Grabs her and forces her right. against the wall. Doesn't let her leave. I was like, damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that. And yeah, a lot of problems with this movie that I see. I mean, just, there's parts of the music. I'm like, eh, it's kind of like an over the top right I there. I think the, uh, right, at, and... right at the end, when it's like the little dingle like I, I don't know it's like the chimes oh yeah that was kind of weird i was like eh, eh. well the problem yeah. with this movie, i definitely think the pacing is a little off in a few scenes but the thing about that is like i still think you know movies in the 80s were shot differently than they are now oh 100 it's not as seamless yeah. as it is now yeah. and it's kind of like they slow down on some shots for too long i would not say movies are seamless now <laughs> well no i wouldn't say they're seamless now but i would say like if they're done well like they I mean, they've kind of fixed a lot of the issues that, like, a movie like this would have. Yeah, like, they've had, down. like, yeah. yeah. So I want to say they're seamless now. Point, they've had, like, they have, they've had, you know, a fucking century to learn from previous yeah. works and kind of improve mm -hmm. on that. No, yeah, so they, it's just, like, yeah, sometimes it just feels like, yeah, they sat in the shop for too long or, like, it just feels, like, awkward, some of the scenes. Yeah. The, uh... Log mixing is weird. Yeah. Well, you do have to take into consideration is that there are some uh, films I've noticed even from the 70s and 80s that, you know, don't have those issues and do yeah, that hold is up true. to more modern standards. Yeah. So then you have to ask, you know, when do we when do we say, are we judging this as a movie and are we judging this as a movie to modern standards? Yeah, true. I like that. No, yeah. I mean, that's why. Yeah, that's where you run into problems. It's like. And I mean, there is no right answer. Yeah, so, I think I yeah. think comparing this to modern times, 
it blows it it blows it out of the water when it comes to cinematography and sound design because i haven't heard i the, with the movies i've seen i've never really heard of a like a score that well done or like that sci-fi uh, i i i, yeah. I, I, I can't I, can't I just can't think of a film yeah that, like, like it, it fits the aesthetic yeah, it does sound really good in this movie oh. like even, even um, and especially um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, um, like uh, something more on the sci-fi like side, like Star Trek, kind of has you know that more of that kind of like. Uh, it it doesn't this... like the instruments don't reflect the setting and aesthetic and actually what's happening. It's a lot of in this, yeah. even though it was in 1983, and the use of computers and digital sound was very limited, um, it, just compared to kind of what we have now it does feel like you know this is a score to a sci-fi film like a synthetic somber feel that just fits the movie that's great synthetic somber i I like that yeah yeah and that's why i kind of think of it as um builds upon that too which is good you're gonna have nothing to say when we go to the next one because everything here <laughs> oh, plenty to say. This is just stuff that, like, like I'm saying, like, oh, the similarities between the two. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, the monologue in the end. That was a great monologue. It's famous. That was all, um, yeah. It was all ad You might ad-lib, already. Right? Yeah, it was all ad lib. Yeah. It was all, uh, oh, really? Just on yeah, the spot. Was, yeah. I think it's excellent, too. And that's oh, why yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford's reaction is just, the fuck? <laughs> because yeah. that wasn't, he wasn't supposed to say anything. I think he was just supposed to kind of fall over and die. Um, well, thank God he didn't. That that would have yeah, been right. It's one of the good. best, one of the honestly one of the best monologues. Um, there are a lot and a lot of great ones, but it's such a memorable one. It really makes you think. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I mean, and just the whole thing. You know? I mean, the famous line, you know, in the rain. I mean, well, yeah, going going back that? to. Uh... Going back to the human aspect, that that definitely like portrays like a human feeling. It's very, well, uh, it's very, uh, yeah. it's, it's very kind of poetic in a sense, which is very definitely. much something we associate yeah. with human behavior. Being able to create art is being able to kind of look at something and see it for something that it is not. That in his monologue, with all the things that he did, like how he had mm-hmm. to wipe out those, I forget what exactly what he said in the monologue. Yeah. He was just talking about his experiences in the wars and things like that. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy to hear. It's like this machine or this android had to do all this and find, he gets rest and then dies. I don't know. Yeah. And I almost think it's too, he's saying that because it's, you know, I have not been null. I have not been dead to what I haven't been experiencing. I am able to tell you and kind of process this yeah. information in the same way you are, in the same way you can remember what you did last Tuesday. I can remember all of these no, things. Yeah, it's um, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really just, you know, little ties the film with a little bow on the end. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, exactly. Just like he's talking as if he was a human experiencing all yeah he's not like what you said like he's not a mindless robot real fully realized person that deckard's looking at 
And I love and how it, it, that yeah, could... changes his worldview. Yeah. And yeah, you see, Deckard even though was... it's towards the end of the film, you see that like he has changed his perspective on right and yeah. wrong and where he fits into ev everything, um, you know, as a person kind of meant to hunt down these replicants, um, you know, it makes him rethink his purpose. Well, and, you know, going off the sequel, obviously, I mean, he mm -hmm. really changed after this moment. Like, this is where he believed. Yeah. It, yeah. He believed in the androids and mm -hmm. defending him, sort of, in a way. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the tidbit at the uh, end with uh, I, the other cop with the cane. And he makes all the origami. Oh, gaff! It's, it's kind. Of, it's kind of like, is he a replicant? Because you, well, you. Learn... I don't think he was. I. Well, I, I mean, that... I only say that because they were talking about the like, uh, the creator of the replicants was saying how they get weird obsessions, and oh, he was yeah. doing a lot of origami. They they like clearly showed it in almost every scene that he was in. So I don't know. That I, I was thinking like, oh, that's maybe like they're pointing at is he human i don't know yeah i think, I think that's I'll... kind of more of an inference thing um it, it's kind of something you know meant to like play around you play around with it a bit in your mind mm -hmm. and it could really be either way and because they don't give you you know an exact answer you know it, it just kind of you know like um you know what was in the briefcase of pulp fiction <laughs> did the yeah. fall over an inception it's just yeah. one of those things it's just kind of like chewing gum for for the mind. You think about it, it sticks with you for a bit, but mm -hmm. you know, you don't really do anything with it. Um, well, yeah, and the big question was like, is Deckard a replicant? I think that no. was like the big thing. And like, I don't think he is, but like, hey, I think Harrison Ford thought he was, and then Ridley Scott thought he wasn't or something, and they argued about it. That's I guess there's- like Harrison Ford. <laughs> You know, dude, Harrison Ford's so funny. Like in all of his interviews, he, he is. Yeah, it's, he doesn't actually he, hate he really, Blade Runner. Luckily, but. no, it's just because you know, like, look, I think we've talked about like how Harrison Ford fucking hates Star Wars. But when we looked at the Star Wars films, um, but I think it's because Blade Runner appeals to a very niche audience due to his due to the aesthetic and heavy themes. Yeah. Star Wars appeals to most people with skin. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it's gonna have like a bigger fan base, and it, it frankly, Star Wars has a really annoying fan base, like, like most things do. Oh yeah, but yeah, whenever um, so it's popular, the annoying yeah. fans are gonna be the most vocal ones too, and so mm. those are the ones that probably he's had to deal with since yeah. 1977. Um, <laughs> yeah, his whole fucking life. Yeah, he just wanted to I die immediately. In yeah, <laughs> no, he was. I'm, I I get the feeling he was really glad that they killed him off, and then really pissed when they brought him back for a cameo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Oh, another yeah. before we another gripe I wanted to say was Harrison mm -hmm. Ford's like facial expressions are really weird throughout the film. Yeah, like they seem like over the top. Really yeah. over the top. When yeah. he's like getting yeah. tossed around or and, like in the fights, he's like. <gasps> yeah, I'm like, whoa. I kind of like watching well, I think it's because he's so is. used to in action scenes, like look at yeah. Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Like he's usually the guy throwing people around and throwing fists. So I don't think he knows what it's like to be the person being beat up. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy getting 
torn to shreds in this. Yeah, no, it is silly. I was thinking of that. I was thinking of the scene where, yeah, I think he gets saved by Roy Batty and he's like looking up with his broken thumb or whatever and he's just like, Ugh. I don't know. It looks kind of silly. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, like, I like that the movie, but yeah, I do think that is silly. Yeah, yeah he, he played a great role, I, I think, but... Uh, no, definitely, he, he fit the role very well. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like this, and just sure, like... Yeah. It kind of just feels like a Harrison Ford role. Just like, this grumpy kind of guy. He's kind of uh, done with yeah. all this shit. <laughs> he's just like... It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's little did he know he'd be playing this role for the next 40 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. And it's the grumpy guy who's done with everyone's shit. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. No, yeah. He's just so old. He's just done. He's done with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm, try- I'm trying to think uh, of a. Uh... I got one. Wait, wait. I, I, yeah. I have one. Unless anyone else has something. Go ahead. Bye. What?